We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, Friday, November the 11th, 2022. What's going on? Let's make sure audio good, video good. No technical issues on this side. Good deal. Good deal. Looks like we're good to go. Uh, I see Brendan, Kevin Crossland, Gene, Travi, Stephen Borwell Jr., Todd Smith, Hunter Kelly, Justin Langford. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Hey, it's game day. Not just game day eve, right? South Carolina basketball taking on Clemson tonight at the CLA. Kemper, what's up, man? We're back at Carolina Cigars. As you see, we are live from Carolina Cigars in Hilton Head Island. It's a beautiful day, actually, after some rain yesterday, overcast. Uh, I walked out on the beach this morning. Absolutely fantastic, man. So the vibes are electric here. Again, Carolina Cigars in Hilton Head. Appreciate them having us once again. If you guys are in the low country, you're in the area, we'd love to have you come on out. I'm in a big open cigar room right now. Anybody can come out, sit down, fire some questions at me, whatever, what have you. But uh, really excited. Again, a lot to get into. Carolina Clemson on the hardwood tonight. Gamecocks taking on the Gators tomorrow. So, again, really exciting times. And we are taking your questions, your comments, your calls, 843-790-3377. Just a heads up, guys. We're going to have Jake Crane call in probably early today here in the next couple of minutes. Before he does, of course, I want to tell you, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app. Go to pricepicks.com. Use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% deposit match. Up to $100. That's with our friends at Prize Picks. So many fans and listeners of the show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. By the way, guys, you play college sports, pro sports. You can play college basketball. Yes, that's right. That's right. I think G.D. Jackson was uh, total points was 18 on Prize Picks, which I think he was right at that number. So they're doing a good job hammering that early. But uh yeah, prizepicks.com. Go download the app. Use the promo code TSUS at sign up to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs up sent you. Also, by the way, yes, women's basketball taking on Maryland tonight at 6 o'clock. So it's game day all across the board. And as you guys know, this is the time of year where content is truly bleeding out the eyeballs. I mean, genuinely, we got basketball coming up now. Football, obviously, is in full swing. We're entering the quote-unquote orange crush portion of the schedule. Uh, so, really exciting times. A lot to discuss. Really content leading on the eyeballs. I think I've already posted five times today on Instagram. And I haven't even posted my prediction graphic yet for South Carolina and Florida. 
Uh, again, guys, we're going to have Jake Crane call in the next couple of minutes or so. Um, I felt like there was something I wanted to get to, and I just forgot it. I don't know. Anyways, we are at Carolina Cigars, Hilton Island, and all the Low Country Gamecocks. We'd love to see you guys out here, and uh, excited to chat with you all here today. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention. The fact that Carolina Clemson, the men's game, is not even on TV. Not even on TV. I, I mean, listen, I, I know that both these teams are not going to be very good this year. I know that, you know, basketball takes a back seat to football in the Palmetto State, but that that that's that's wild. That's wild to me. I mean, it really, truly is wild. That game can't even get on television. Can't even get on television. So hopefully the CLA is packed out. We'll be watching it still, right, on SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus or wherever it is. But, uh, yeah, that is uh, is how we'll rock and we'll roll and we'll operate. And, of course, we'll cover the game. We'll we'll probably be watching the game. We'll probably be watching the game in the Big Cock Club Discord. So if you guys want to join the Big Cock Club, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club, you can. And we will be streaming it in the BCC Hangout, I believe, tonight. So, uh, But SEC Network Plus, ESPN Plus, it's going to be one of those two. I, I saw SEC Network Plus on South Carolina's official website, so I think that's where it's going to be. Uh, guys, in case you missed it right before Jake calls, I'm locked in. I've got the Gators winning tomorrow, 34-30. to 30. We'll talk about that, my reasons why, all throughout the show. But, uh, yeah, I've got 34-30, to 30, man. I've got 34-30. to 30. Again, we're waiting on Jake Crane. He will call us here in just a minute. Mizzy Mizzy Fayum says, Hayden Brown's going to be huge in the game tonight. Travis Allen, what's going on? Great to see you. Craig Phillips in the BCC Discord. The TDC question says, we'll get to it in a second, Craig. Here we go. Jake. Jake Crane of Crane and Company joining us as he does each and every single Friday. Jake, what's going on, my friend? How are you? What's up, brother? Just uh, another day closer to the weekend. I, I'm not sure that you can see my setup, Jake. I I, I doubt you can, but uh, I'm doing very well, my friend. I'm sitting down here right now in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, in a cigar lounge doing the show. So vibes have been Bro, it's where I'm having my bachelor party. At Hilton Head? Yeah, it's where I'm having my bachelor party. No. Yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, I'm about to crash that. I ain't going to lie to you. Dude, you, you definitely got you definitely <laughs> got to come over. Did, uh, did you? Hey, did you see where we put the uh, Beamer Ball towels in the uh, – Dude, I, I uh, haven't set? seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. Oh, dude, you got to see it. It's literally right by me. All right. Well, I, after this show, I'm going to go take a screenshot and post it to our feed because I want to do that. I was looking last week, and do I got it, busy. Man. Let me, and, let me yeah. do this. Let me get the uh, the boys to uh, post with it in the studio. Yes, and we'll do it. yes. If you could – yeah, I, I will throw it up across all our feeds because I definitely want to <laughs> post a picture of y'all showing it off at some point. But uh, yeah, when you when when's your bachelor party? If you don't mind me asking, I mean I don't want to man it's put it next, on blast for so everybody. So it's next April. We were gonna okay. do it during Masters Week, but when you do a sports show, that's kind of tough. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty tough for sure. Hey, I, I was gonna say this, yeah. man. Carolina Cigars, who I'm down here with, we had an event Wednesday. They're one of my business partners. When you guys are in town, I don't know if you and your crew are stogie guys, but if you are, these guys here can hook you up. So, oh yeah. yeah, Tone is like. Tone is like like an old Italian mafia man <laughs> when it comes to cigars. Like well, he's, a, he's he's 
Look, I'm I'm down I'm down for whatever, but Tone like really cigars and bourbon. I mean, he's just oh the well, then yeah, you're gonna be in heaven. These the Peterson family here, they're uh, they're from Chicago, so they're, they're they're good folks, and they'll definitely take care of you. I'll, I'll make sure. Like I said, I'm gonna have to come crash it too. I'm, I'm just not gonna allow. Well, the look, crane I'm just gonna boys. name drop you all over yeah. town, so get ready. <laughs> I love it. Well, Jake, again, I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's obviously always a pleasure to talk to you every single Friday. And uh, Gamecocks are bowl eligible, right? Coming off a win. Yep. They've already exceeded the Jake Crane preseason predictions. Uh, obviously, thanks to a couple of big wins against Kentucky and A&M. But South Carolina taking care of their business. You know, you win by double digits on the road in the SEC and you cover. that. That's typically a good Saturday. Let's start offensively and Spencer Rattler, right? That's our favorite guy to talk about. His cleanest effort, no doubt, and, and I think a lot of that can be, you know, attributed to I thought the play calling was much better. The scheme was much better. I thought they were able to maximize some things um, that fit his strengths, right, going down the field, if you will. He also had a clean pocket to work with. I mean, we knew the Van D line wasn't some yeah. – was, it wasn't going to be some daunting task, right? But either way, Spencer Rattler, three TDs, no picks. Uh, just your takeaways, what you saw from him Saturday in Nashville. Yeah, you know, regardless when you get to this level, uh, having a good game is a good game. Now, I will say Vanderbilt is like the Pedialyte uh, of the SEC. You know, if you're feeling down <laughs> down and bad, a uh, couple, couple hits against Vanderbilt, you're up and moving around, <laughs> cutting the grass, doing chores again. Um, you know, so that so that, that tends to help. Uh, but, no, you know, there's, there's, anytime you go on the road in the Southeastern Conference, it's always going to be tough. And you know what's crazy? I can now say that. I've been able to say that about college football for a long time. I've been able to say that about college baseball for a long time. I've been able to say that about, hell, college softball, equestrian, whatever else it is. Now I can finally say it for college basketball as well. Uh, there's never a night off in the Southeastern <laughs> Conference, especially on the road. And, yeah, look, I do want to say, now, South Carolina goes 6-6. Six and six. I don't want to hear a bunch of craziness from people about how wrong I was when yeah. I said they're going 5-7. and seven. There's, you know – these get degrees, but they don't get you into grad school, okay? <laughs> hey, that's a very good point. Trust me. I, I will not be one of those. And six and six could be in play when you look at the rest of the schedule. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, you know, again, I, I, I'm sure you were able to go back and watch some of the game. You know, it's funny, Jake. Ironically enough, they've got TVs here in the Cigar Lounge, and they're actually replaying the South Carolina Vanderbilt game, for what it's worth. But uh, the Gamecocks. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was an impressive win. You know, you did what you were supposed to do. Like you said, Vanderbilt, the Pedialyte of the SEC. Like, nobody's throwing a parade because you beat the Commodores who haven't won an SEC game <laughs> since 2019. But uh, you give up 220 or so rushing yards to Vandy. Do you think it's a real reason calls for concern? Like, how concerned should Gamecock fans be after that defensive performance going into this final three-game stretch, and especially against Florida, who their bread and butter is literally running the football? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're so far in the season. You kind of have a good idea of who you are. Uh, was there maybe – when I go back and watch the game against South Carolina, they were very based in everything that they did. And when you hear when you hear people say base in football, they think you're talking about offense. Well, you're just running, you know, the first week of install stuff, maybe a few wrinkles here. But defensively, South Carolina really didn't do a ton that I saw in the front seven. Uh, it was pretty vanilla. Uh, I think they did that for a couple reasons. One, because they didn't want to do anything crazy and risk getting caught out of the gap uh, and then giving up a big touchdown. But I think Vanderbilt, it was very predictable what Vanderbilt was going against with, with the South Carolina front seven. Uh, but it did surprise me they gave up that much. Uh, when you look at this Vandy team, I mean, Swan, you had two 100-yard passers. 
that combined for three touchdowns and also two interceptions. Uh, then he did give up, you know, the 226, and that's with Swan losing 13 yards due to sacks and other things like that. But I will say, uh, when you look at the rushing totals, you did only give up one rushing touchdown. Now, you gave up 27 points, but when it comes to cause for concern, I mean, yeah, you never want to have a guy rush for 170 on 20 carries, two guys throw for over 100 yards, uh, and two receivers go for 80-plus and, and three combined touchdowns in the receiving department. So uh, I don't think it was a great performance by any stretch of the imagination for Sacramento's defense, but you got out of there with the dub, and that's what counts. Now, looking at this game tomorrow, Jake, uh, speaking of great quarterback play, Anthony Richardson, who has really come on of late. You know, it's interesting, Jake, and I, I've been beating people over the head with these trends all week, and I'm sure folks are tired of hearing it. But like you mentioned, you get to this point in the season, you go into game 10, the identities are established, right? It's not like early in the year. It's like, well, we don't have enough of a sample size. to. You do now, right? It's like th these teams have very clear identities. You sort of know who you are. This is probably not the time of the year you're just going to go reinvent yourself. That doesn't mean that, you know, weird things can't happen. It's college football. We all know better. But the identities are pretty well established. So you look at South Carolina, 6-0 and when they force a turnover, 0-3 when they don't. The Gators have not turned the football over in their last three games. And, and a lot of that goes back to Anthony Richardson is playing much better. He's playing like the guy I think everybody expected him to be, or at least closer to it early in the season. And also, he's not having to put the ball in harm's way because they're running the football. With Johnson, with ETN, and himself, he's averaging 6.6 .6 yards per carry, which I think leads the country uh, in regards to average yeah. amongst all quarterbacks. So what you've seen from Anthony Richardson specifically, because this is a guy similar to Spencer Rattler, right, that gets a ton of hype, and there's a lot of debate of where he ranks amongst SEC quarterbacks. Just what you've seen from his game, what you saw early in the season, and what you've seen of late, what has changed for him that's made him so much better lately? Well, you know, I said this that going into week four or week five, I could not figure out why the hell Billy and them weren't using his legs more to open up him in the passing game a little bit. Uh, they were trying to turn him into a pocket pocket passer, and, and that's not who he is right now. That doesn't mean that Anthony Richardson can't be a good thrower of the ball, but if you watch him play, he's not where he's going to be from a progression reading standpoint. He's not where he's going to be from being able to put touch on the ball consistently. He has that ability which is, you know, you're born with that. that that's not something that's, that's really a learned trait. Uh, but but th they're starting to use him in a role where you really have to fear his legs almost in every play because we watch him. I mean, hell, just go back and turn on the tape from Texas A&M. This guy can score from anywhere out. I mean, he's like Seth Curry. The minute he walks in the gym, he's a walking bucket if you give him the chance. <laughs> so uh, when you look at the turnover situation with, with South Carolina, uh, turnovers will always be one of the biggest stats. Uh, what I always like to, to look and see is where turn, where are you turning the ball over? If you go back and look at a team's overall record, go back and look at the yard lines where they're turning it over. That's going to tell you a lot more than just the final turnover margin. Because while turnovers is a big stat, it's a huge stat. While penalties is a big stat, it's a huge stat. This game will always be determined by field position. But when it comes to defending Anthony Richardson, if I'm South Carolina, guess what we're doing? We're going to go ahead and load that box up 
and you're going to have to beat me through the air. It's the same thing I would do if I was Alabama this weekend playing Ole Miss. Jackson Dart's going to have to beat me through the air. Anthony Richardson, if you're going to have a big run play, it's going to be because you broke two tackles or one of us fell down. It's not going to be because we didn't have you contained. Uh, We're going to try and keep you in the pocket. And the thing I would always tell our defensive ends when I was a defensive coordinator, when you go against a guy like Anthony Richardson, is listen, rushing by the passer is just as bad as losing contained. It's the same thing. you got to treat him almost like Jaden Daniels. You want to get to him so quick that these ends shoot off the ball and they end up going two yards past him, which makes it easy on the tackle to throw you by, and Anthony Richardson takes off. And even if you've got a spy, it's still one-on-one. You rush to his upfield shoulder, and you work back in. That's how you beat this guy. Tennessee didn't do it, and he murdered him on it. It takes away sprint out, a lot of different things where they try and get Anthony easy throws. So I know South Carolina, the defensive coaching staff, they have been probably speaking of beating that into their heads, Chris. I don't condone you walking around town hitting people with a baseball bat named Trends, but if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Yeah, I, I would imagine certainly. And again, one of my keys to the game is eliminate the quarterback run game, or, or at least limit it. You're just you're simply putting. Yeah, I mean, you got to limit it. You have yeah. the right word in there. Yeah. Eliminate. I don't know if that's possible because yeah. Anthony's such a just a freak. Yeah. But you can limit it, and, and by being smart. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. And, and you look at the other side for the Gators. And again, it's year one, right, for, for Billy Napier. So a lot of things are a work in progress. But yeah. I mean, on the defensive side, you know. I, I, like you mentioned, Vanderbilt, it's Vanderbilt, but I think this should serve as a really good opportunity for South Carolina, you know, a team uh, and an offense. It's been under a lot of scrutiny and deservedly so, but, you know, Marcus Satterfield has caught the heat. This might serve as an opportunity for him to go on a bit of a revenge tour, if you will, because you just did what you did against Vandy. I mean, Florida has been abysmal defensively. They can't stop anything. Tennessee, their weakness is defense. Uh, so maybe you can build some momentum here. How, have you been, you know, you look at Florida defensively, Ventrell Miller's a nice player, Brenton Cox Jr. They got some guys in the secondary, but uh, Jaden Hill, if you will. But uh, what do you make of the Florida's defensive struggles, man? Because, I mean, you look at the statistics yeah. and it's ugly. No, it's, it's really ugly. What, what's blown my mind is how bad they are tackling in space. And look, Billy needs time. Mm-hmm. That roster, while they do have talent, it's almost impossible to not have talent on a roster in Florida. They don't have the depth of talent, especially on defense. Ventrell Miller is the guy I'd draft the first chance I got if I'm an NFL team. He's one of the best linebackers in the country, one of the best playmakers in the country. When it comes down to it, he's the guy that they lean on defensively, not only to make plays, but get guys lined up. That's part of playing that position. But, boy, Florida struggles to tackle in space. If I'm Satterfield and I've got weapons like a Marshawn Lloyd, I'm not just lining him up and running him into a brick wall up front against Florida. I'm getting him out in space because Florida gets exposed. so crazy these words are coming out of my mouth. Florida gets exposed in space. Like, I can't defensively. It's so weird for me to say. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Billy, you look at the way they're recruiting. Uh, they just flipped the kid from Miami, a quarterback who I think is a hell of a player. Uh, obviously, whenever you flip a kid from, from Miami to Florida, it's a big deal. Uh, but I think Billy's going to be fine. Uh, but this defense, look, you, you don't go in there. You can't get too cute, but you got to find ways to operate in grass. I know Marcus is looking at that. The thing is with Spencer, this is a team and a defense where the only one of the only ways that you're going to sit there and let them shut you down is if you put the ball in harm's way and you make stupid decisions. But stupid decisions aren't just limited to turnovers. It's not checking the protection right. Understanding kind of the flow of the defense and what you're seeing from the back end. Mm. So if Spencer and this offense goes in there and just watches the tape and says, oh, man, we're going to score 40 against Florida, 
that's when they sneak up on you and you screw up. So they're bend but don't break. They've been a lot of bend but break lately too. Yeah, and I think, you know, Jake, you look at this game. Again, you mentioned year one for Billy Napier. They're five and four. And I, and I said over the summer that I felt like Florida was one of the greatest mysteries in the SEC because, like you mentioned, I mean, it's still Florida, right? They've got talent. They're yeah. starting 22, can go out there and compete against anybody, but it's the depth that's obviously giving them issues in year one. And and, and so, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting. You know, fans, a lot of Gamecocks after last year, you beat Florida 40-17 to 17 and – and, and a lot of folks, a lot of folks wearing garnet and black looked at this game and almost took it for granted in a sense. And I, and I just kept saying, you know, you're, you're this is South Carolina. You know, you've won in the swamp twice in your all-time history, 10 and 14. To think that we're just going to waltz in there and get an easy W, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be a much tougher game. And, and look now, right, Florida's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, you know, we, we talked about identity and what these teams are. I do think, Jake, this is going to be a higher-scoring game. A lot of the – you know, I picked the Gators, by the way, in case you missed it, 34-30. to 30. A lot of it comes down to, for me, which offense do I trust more? And I think South Carolina's recipe for victory, it's very clear-cut at this point in the season. They've got to get opportunistic takeaways and beamer ball, right, and just hope the offense does enough. And while that's worked at times, it, it's really hard to bank on that, right, on a week-in, week-out basis, especially, again, when you're going up against a Florida team that has not been turning it over of late. So how do you see this one playing out? Again, I think it's obviously a, a huge toss-up game. It's a huge game for both sides, right, because I think Florida looks at South Carolina as a, a team kind of the way South Carolina looks at Kentucky. And I know fans don't want to hear that, but – Florida expects to beat South Carolina. Let, let's just call that for what it is. They do. They think they should beat Carolina eight or nine times every decade, right? I mean, it, it feels like for them a game they should win damn near every year. And for South Carolina, you begin this orange crush portion of the schedule with Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. I think you look at those last three, this one's probably the most winnable if you're going to hit the over six and a half win total yeah. in Vegas and get to seven and five and set yourself up for a nice Florida bowl game. So, Long story short, Jake, how do you see this one playing out? Is South Carolina able to follow the recipe for success that I mentioned, or do you see Florida getting their sixth win and, and getting the bowl eligibility tomorrow afternoon? Man, you know, this is this is this to me is is one of the hardest games to project. Now it is in Gainesville, correct? Yes, yes. Four o'clock kick, sellout, yeah, right, senior right. day, all that good. Florida, man, they just fired their coach. South Florida being bad at football is like Sicily State being bad at making pizza. It just doesn't make sense to me. I've recruited the state, but that's a story for another day. Uh, but I think this game is going to be very physical. I, I think it's going to be a very physical, quirky game. Uh, but give me the give me the Gators. Let's go 33-24. 33-24 to 24 Gators. And, and I'll tell you this. I, I'll tell you this, Jake, that uh, – you know, this has been one that's been a pretty easy answer for me from the jump. Um, you know, I went on a Florida Gators podcast on Monday, Stadium Stadium and Gale. Shout out to those guys. They do a great job. But, you know, it's funny. We were talking about the game, and you speak of these two teams being mirror images of each other. You know, I was just venting my, my frustrations or just expressing my concerns, right, about South Carolina. And they stopped me, and they were like, are you sure you don't cover Florida? Because you're saying the exact same things we've said all year. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so these the two – It's Spider-Man Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, it's, it's one that, you know, Jake, I, I'm someone that I don't lock in my predictions right until Friday. But I, I sometimes it's very obvious, and then sometimes I go back and forth. 
this is one that I've I've been a Florida lean since literally like Sunday. You know what I mean? I just it would. I, I'm yeah. not saying that Florida is like it's not like you're playing Georgia, but I, if South Carolina is able to go in, and and more so, this is why I'd be shocked. Put up the type of offensive performance that will it will undoubtedly take to win the game. That would shock me, and to do it on the road at their yeah. place, that's what would shock. Yeah, me. and yeah, and, and Chris, I know it's a new coach, and there's a lot of new guys on the roster, but they remember last year. Right. So don't think the players, the players never forget that stuff. You know, you you tend to remember the beatdowns more than you do when you beat down somebody. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way that competition works. But uh, again. You know, like I said at the beginning of the year, whether it's five and seven, whether it's six and six, I, if I'm a South Carolina fan, I, I could not be more happy with where the program is right now. Shane Beamer was able to keep his head out of the water with the worst roster, like these these last two years, okay, his first two years. This is the worst the roster is ever going to be for South Carolina under Shane from a depth of talent standpoint. And that's what wins. Like like we always talk about, it's not your first 22. It's not even your first 44. You beat people at this level with your first 65. And Shane is doing nothing but supplementing that roster. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto. You know, you got to go out there and get your money a little bit before you start going and get the Ferraris and doing the big hype stuff. Shane's out there just stacking the bread up before they go after the diamond ring. I love it. Jake Crane at Crane and Company. Hey, Jake, last thing before I get you out of here, the SEC slate. You mentioned Alabama, Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee, I think, with a really intriguing game against Mizzou, uh, Texas, TC. We got great college football this weekend. What games stand out to you? Oh, man, TCU going to Texas. Texas can break the Big 12's heart twice in one year. Oh, oh, I'm leaving. Sorry, I'm your biggest brand. I'm out of here. And we're going to keep you out of the college football playoff in 2022. <laughs> uh, that's the game. Max Dugan, Quinn Ewers, Dijon Robinson versus the freak show that's running around TCU's wide receiver room. Uh, it's, it's a who's who in, in that one. So that's going to be a hell of a game. LSU at Arkansas. Nobody's really talking about this game. This is a rivalry game, and LSU is coming off a big emotional high, going going to play a team that's good enough to beat you, even though it's been a triage fan. Obviously, Bama and Ole Miss, but Georgia goes to Mississippi State. Mike Leach is one of those guys that beats teams that he shouldn't and loses the teams that he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Mississippi State's going to beat them, but that's a very interesting matchup uh, with Georgia coming off that win against Tennessee. So, uh, there's a couple out there nationally. There's a couple out there, uh, you know, obviously in the SEC. And then, hell, man, UCF and Tulane, top 25 matchup. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. Jake Crane of Crane & Company joins us every single Friday. Jake, I'm going I'm to uh, hit you up after this, man. I need that screenshot of you boys holding up the towels, man. I, I got to get that from you. Yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm get it to you. Yeah, you're the man, Jake. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. Anytime, brother. Y'all be good. Yeah, man. Later. Great stuff from Jake. Can you guys still see and hear me? I see Travis Lee saying we are freezing up a bit. Is that correct? I I, I don't know, man. I, everything looks good on my end. So, I don't know, Travis. It might be you this time, believe it or not. Shulin, the last time Shane Beamer went to UF, we won the SEC East. Yes, yes. Beamer's got very good memories. It was funny. He was talking about that. Um, He was talking about that the other day. I think Tuesday he was talking about that. Just saying that, uh, you know, the last time he was, like, preparing the team and getting them ready and, and uh, you know, 
working on special teams. And, of course, Florida takes the opening kickoff back. And thankfully, thankfully, right, that that that, <laughs> that didn't mean a whole lot when the dust settled, right? The Gamecocks were able to kick Florida's ass. And and Steven, Steven Garcia, Alshon Jeffrey, Marcus Lattimore with the huge night, that defense. Um, so, hopefully more fun times. It's crazy, though, when you think that South Carolina – has only won in Gainesville twice. Have only won in Gainesville twice. So, um, anyways, guys, we'll see if they can do it tomorrow. I've got 34 to 30 Gators. Would love to hear your score prediction. The guys, the phone lines are... Dalton, what's up, man? How are you? How's it going? I'm just uh, trying to catch up on a little bit of schoolwork on yeah. my day off. I'm about to say, you've got uh, the day so, off, right? You know. You're a uh, government employee, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. the day off. Well, congratulations. You get the day off friend. for Veterans Day. So. I love that. Thank you for to all the veterans out there. Yes, for, yes. Uh, you know, giving me the day off. Yes, indeed. But, yeah, I, I am going to be at the uh, Clemson-South <laughs> Carolina basketball or the South Carolina-Clemson basketball game tonight at uh, CLA, and what I wanted to get your take on is, first of all, like, why do you think, you know, we're the underdog in this matchup at yeah. home, and also, how do you see the game playing out Yeah, if we are to get the uh, to get the win here? Yeah, well, I, I've got 74-71 South Carolina, but, you know, let, let's be honest, right? I, I don't think anybody really knows a whole lot about these teams. Um you know, I mean, the Gamecocks beat SC State by three in their first game. Clemson beats the Citadel by 11. You know, you look at Clemson's roster, it's it's not a ton of star power. Brad Brownell's back in a year where, I mean, I think he's just trying to probably save his job. I I, I don't know. And then South Carolina, I mean, I, I love the trio of of Michi, Gigi, and Hayden Brown. Um, does Bozeman's Verdant come back tonight? I, mean, I, I just think depth for Carolina, it's, I think it's just going to be an issue all year. I, I just think lack of bodies and, and depth and – you know, if the Gamecocks win tonight, it's going to be a lot of because Gigi Jackson carried them to victory, which I think I think Gigi's going to be very motivated, right? He's an in-state kid. This game matters to him. I think he'll take it personally, and he'll play his best and, and have a good night. But, like, you know, this, you ask about the spread, and, you know, I, I'll be totally honest with you, Dalton. I just – I think a lot of folks just don't really know what to think about these two teams yet. It's so early in the season, right? This game's normally not at this point. So, um I'm just I'm you know and I know it's it's a kind of a side note to your question Dalton but I I'm just still so much more shocked like like the game's not televised like I like do do people in the Palmetto State still like basketball like that's my question like do people real and because I think it's even more so unfortunately like I know people are you know students are glad right the game is tonight instead of December the 18th or around that time when it is because they're normally gone. But at least at that point, it's like the regular season for football was over. Bowl games aren't happening yet. And, like, the attention's put on that game, right? The game being tonight, it's it's just like – I feel like a lot of the attention is is not even remotely on this game, which is a shame in my opinion. But I don't know. I, I do think the game comes well, I mean, in the victory. I'm, I'm, get a, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping we get a good crowd out there tonight because, you know, obviously home field advantage is, is going to be huge really in college big. basketball. And this yeah. is one of the ones you want to have. Yeah, this is one you want to have. Night game at CLA, you know, if we get a good crowd there 
and we, you know, have a good offensive performance. The main thing I'm concerned about is just our, our defensive play. You know, under Frank Martin, he kind of prioritized defense uh, to, like, the nth degree. That was the main thing that he cared about is rebounding well and, you know, working around the, the rim and all that. And I like that we're taking more shots. We're, we're taking way more shots at the three-point line. We're, you know, taking more mid-range shots. But uh, just defensively, I don't think you're going to win very many games just by, you know, shooting from the three-point line against, you know, every single team, you know. So I, yeah. so I want to see our, our defense get cleaned up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. obviously it's, it's – Obviously, you know, Clemson doesn't have elite players uh, in their program, but they're still D1 athletes, you know, yeah. they're still power five athletes. Yeah. So, you know, this this is one you want to have. I think it'll be a, a very good start for Lamont Paris if he can show that, you know, in year one of his program, he's good enough to beat Brad Brownell when he's been at Clemson for six or seven years. I don't even <laughs> fucking know how long. He's been there, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, this is definitely, I, I'll say this, Dalton, the thing that rings so loud from what you just said, this is one you really need to have. Uh, I know Frank struggled against Clemson and like the expectations for year one of Lamont Paris, like I talked about earlier in the week, right? Like keep them low. It's year one, it's a work in progress. And I, and I think most, if not all, Carolina fans are, are going to give Lamont Paris that grace period, this grace year, right, of just, hey, we know the roster was gutted. Yes, you have Gigi Jackson, but realistically, like, outside of that, it's it's just – it's probably going to be a long year. I'm not trying to be negative, but, like, you were picked to finish dead last in the conference. Like, I don't think we're saying anything that's that outlandish. But a lot, most fans – you know, all fans want to see you beat Clemson. You know, if you can just do that, I think the rest of the season's just kind of, you know – We'll see what happens. We'll see what we have. But, man, it'd be a shame not to beat Clemson when you have, like, the greatest prospect you've ever pulled in on campus in G.G. Jackson, right? So, um, but, yeah, defensively, I agree with you. I want to see that clean up as well. You know, on your home field. On your home court, yeah. In your home stadium, yes, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. That, that's That'd be a tough pill to swallow, I man. Mean, I, and, and, we're, and it's just like we're so sick of losing to Clemson and, and – in everything. I mean, I hate to say that, but like, I mean, football's king, but like, it sucks when you're just, I mean, they've been, they got the better of Carolina in every major sport last year. You know what I mean? So. Well, last year, the, the reason why we lost to them in basketball, in my opinion, was the is COVID just thing, because right? of the COVID. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, we were going to, you know, just not play, <laughs> but they, they play, you know, with, with the skeleton crew of a roster. Yeah. So. You know, when you go into a game like that, it's, you know, while we don't have any depth, it's not like half our team is out with COVID, yeah. you know. So, I'm, I'm hoping that we get the win tonight, and then I'm hoping we can go on the road and upset the Gators and get the seven. Really, all I care about at this point is, is getting that seventh win because I think for Shane Beamer and this program, getting to seven wins shows – market improvement of the program record-wise, even though, you know, sometimes a record isn't the main thing that shows improvement of a program. But it, it would be a tangible, you know, number yeah. that you could say, 
you won you got six last year yeah. and we got yeah. seven last yeah. year. You won more yeah. this year than you won last year in the regular season. Yeah, that, I, I agree with you for sure. And I right. and I think tomorrow's so pivotal, man, because you know, you look, we're starting this orange crush portion of the schedule. If you don't beat Florida, I just think the odds that you beat Tennessee or Clemson are 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 they're pretty low. I mean I think the odds you beat Tennessee are low no matter what. I, I know will he be at night, anything can happen. We'll talk about that game next week. But this this when you look at these last three, I do think Florida is the most winnable. Like you, you need to take advantage. You know what I mean? So um And it's a first year head coach too. I mean, while Florida does have a lot of talent, I mean it just seems like this is not what Florida normally is. I, I think, you know, under Napier, they're going to get better. Will they, you know, be on Georgia's level? Probably not. But they, they will, you know, have more talent than more often than not. And the Swamp, as we know, is one of the hardest places to play in the entire sport. So, you know, if you can go on the win, on the road and even you know, squeak out a win by a field goal or – something close like that it will show that this team is taking a step forward in first performing on the road and second you know being able to make a cohesive game plan offensively yeah but you know I like I like how we stack up against them they're a run first team and Mm -hmm. in a lot of these uh games you know the games we've had the most success we've been able to stop the run um you know Kentucky and Texas A&M are two that come to mind um, so if we can just execute that game plan, I have faith in Clayton White to get this defensive front ready for that. Um, you know, I think I think we there's no reason why we can't go on the road and get the win. I I'll take the points. I'll take us to cover the plus eight. Yeah. Just because I I think it's more likely than not that we cover but don't win. Yeah. But you know who knows. For sure. Dalton, well said, man. I appreciate the call. Always a pleasure to hear from you. No problem. You have a good one. Yeah, man. You too. Great stuff. Great stuff. Always enjoy hearing from Dalton. And I think he makes a great point, guys, when you talk about when you talk about this game tomorrow, it's a huge opportunity for South Carolina because, you know, Florida right now is is down, right? They're five and four. Like this is the worst version of the Gators you're probably gonna see under Billy Napier. And you, you won last year against them. You know, you took advantage of a down floor under Dan Mullen. You know, shit hit the fan there, obviously. Um, you know, I think it's pivotal for South Carolina to take advantage of Florida while they are down, while they are figuring themselves out under Billy Napier because they're only going to get better, right? And I, I thought that was what was so interesting. You know, over the summer, fans looked at this game and kind of scoffed. Like, oh, we're going to beat the hell out of Florida. They stink, and they've got a first-year coach. And, you know, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm sure Florida felt the same way going into the game against us last year. Oh, South Carolina, they're terrible first-year coach. And then we turned around and kicked the shit out of them. So, who knows, right? Who knows? But I, I do think when you talk about SEC East hierarchy, maybe this is the team, right, that Shane Beamer, uh, you know, coaches. It feels like a lot of them have just those teams, those matchups. They go up against them, and they always just seem to get them, always seem to beat them. Uh, even Will Muschamp, right? He dominated Tennessee, both at Florida and South Carolina until it went south. So maybe Florida's that team for Shane Beamer. And again, when it comes to building this program and elevating this program and SEC East hierarchy, this one is a massive matchup, could get you to seven, and it'd be a huge win in, in year two of the Shane Beamer era. 
Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Um, let's see. Let me see. Zach Attack says, we're 6-0 and in night games. Technically, Florida-South Carolina will be a night game by the time the second half against Florida starts. Hey, Zach, I like where your head's at. All right, guys, we're going to jump into our first break. On the other side, though, right, we've already talked to Jake Crane, so we got nothing but your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, what is up, guys? We are back. We've got about an hour 15 to go. We're going to open this thing wide open, taking your questions, your comments, your calls. Phone lines are open. Definitely want to hear from you. When in Rome, do as the Romans do, as they say. Appreciate our friends over at Carolina Cigars for having us. Great day to have a day, as one one wise man once said, eh? All righty. Robbie Davis, Zach Pihola. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How's that How's that stoking years, bro? Well... I just lit it up, and it's pretty fantastic. I'm not going to lie to you. It is a – somebody asked. It is a My Father cigar, and it is a CT edition. I don't know. Those guys could probably give me more information, but it's a My Father, which My Father cigars are really good, so I do know that. But, yeah, it's fantastic. How are you, Robbie? How's your day going? Aside from the horrible weather last night, I'm doing fantastic. Hey, man, rain is a beautiful thing, dude. Without the rain, the plants couldn't grow. Rain's a blessing, my guy. Rain's facts. a blessing. Big facts. Rain makes corn, and corn <laughs> makes whiskey. <laughs> <And> corn. <laughs> whiskey makes my baby a little bit frisky, frisky. as they say. <laughs> Frisky indeed. Uh, anywho, okay. I, I I think this is going to be a big opportunity for our 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 defense tomorrow mm-hmm. to, to to prove a point. And I think in order for us to ob- obviously this is a given, right? In order for us to have a shot at beating. Florida in the swamp tomorrow afternoon. When the opportunity represents itself on third down and and third down in obvious situations, and what I mean by that is like a, it's very obvious they're going to pass. It's too far. Like it's too far away yes, from the yes. run. Obvious right? passing down. Get, yes. Yes. Get them off the field. Get the offense the ball back and hang on to that ball as long as humanly possible, but score at the same time. Because Florida's athletes, any any team's athletes can't beat you if they're sitting on the sidelines twiddling their thumbs, okay? That's a fact. That is a fact indeed. 
And if if their defense is as abysmal is as abysmal as we think, if I if if I obviously I'm not, but if I was Satterfield, I'd be testing that defense every chance I had. Every chance I had. Mm-hmm. Throwing a deep post route, doing dough routes, wheel routes, anything I could possibly think of. Okay. That's what I would do if I was the coach, but I'm not, obviously. And I still think we'll, I, I still think we'll win 38 or 35 to 28. I still think we'll win. And and I I also think I don't know how good their, I guess you could say punt blocking or whatever, what have you. I don't know how good Florida's punt block. Uh, uh, for blocking and keeping their team from blocking the punt. I don't know how good they are at it. But if I was if I was Beamer and the special teams staff, okay, I would be like, figure out a way that we can steal a possession and make Florida have to hurry up. Because I feel like if we force Florida to get into a hurry-up situation, they'll panic do something stupid, and we'll get a turnover, maybe a pick six, fumble recovery, who knows. Okay? Stuff like that is going to have to happen tomorrow, and, I, I'm, and, and I'm going to also give you my two predictions for the games tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. I already gave uh, one of the, well, the women's game. I already gave you my prediction for the men's game. My prediction for the, for the women's game, we're going to absolutely kill Maryland okay it's not even going to be close I would be shocked if we're not up by 40 before the half yeah I mean dude I I I don't I mean I I, I say (laughs) this with the utmost respect to people because I know we're all Gamecocks and people get worked up watching their favorite team no matter what like I'm, I'm I'm not being disrespectful I don't know why people get worked up over the regular season for women's basketball for us for us i don't because it's because i don't i just i just i trust dawn and the team more than i worry about like like they that is you know what i mean like we're we're gonna be fine. Right. I, I said it all last year like we're gonna be fine we're and i know we didn't lose a lot i think we only lost two games but it's like yeah right. what what do i predict for the game tonight uh gamecocks win which is pretty normal for for them <laughs> yes yeah Absolutely. Yeah. But I, th- I think I think I think the women will definitely take care of business. We'll kick Maryland's ass. They'll say thank you, and we'll go about our business. And just go from there. Yeah. But yeah. as far as the actual prediction goes, I really don't know. Like. <clears throat> Last year, right? Last year, we didn't really have depth. And basically, everybody that we played against knew that we were going to get Boston the ball. But with the, with, the, with, the, with the players that Don has added, a lot of that weight is now off of Boston. So now she's not getting – I mean, obviously, yes, she got a double-double shocker in the season opener. She had 11 points and 11 rebounds, okay? 
And when I told my dad that, he he was shocked. He was like, he was like, he only had eleven points and eleven rebounds. I was like, Dad, our team is a lot deeper than it was last year. So I I definitely think Boston will probably get another double double tonight. And I think we will win the game. I don't think. Well, I don't. Obviously, we scored. We scored what? A hundred and. 101 points in our in in the first game. Mm-hmm. Do I think we'll probably score 100 tonight? Maybe, but I'm not going to predict that high. No, I'm not going to do that. I think I think we will take care of business, and it'll be 85 to 40. Is my prediction? 85 to 40. I love that. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an ass whooping. It, it's not gonna be pretty. And I think in order in order for the men to have a chance at at at, at beating Clemson, because like like every other Carolina fan, I'm getting really sick and tired of losing to Clemson, especially in a sport in sports that we should beat them at, which like baseball, for instance. Okay, no, losing to Clemson in baseball is uncalled for. I can handle losing to anybody else, but losing to Clemson and baseball—baseball baseball is our sport. Yeah. No. Well, and let me let me I'm by the way let me let me cut you off real quick because you bring up a great point about Carolina and Clemson baseball, and I never got around to this. Uh, and, and I love the D1 Go baseball ahead. guys, right? Aaron Fit, Kendall Rogers—they do a great job at D1Baseball.com. But they rank their top 100 programs in college baseball right now, and they had South Carolina at 32. And they had Clemson at 31. Slap dicks. What? I, I love them. I love them, but slap dicks. That's a slap <laughs> dick call if I've ever seen it, bro. I, like, I, I know, I like, I like, I think Backage from Michigan, a good player also, uh, or excuse me, a good coach, but to rate Clemson ahead of South Carolina as a baseball program is a joke. I don't care if it's only one spot. Yeah, I don't care if it is one spot. That's a, that, No, that's uncalled for. Whoever decided that needs to be fired. Yeah. Anyways, I, I like those guys, but that's crazy to me. And I, I and, and I did watch our season, the men's season opener. I watched it, right? And I watched it very intently, not just watching it as a fan, but like analyzing it, right? Because it's a lot easier for me to analyze a basketball game than it is a football game, I'm just being honest, okay? Because mm-hmm. in football, there's so much stuff going on. And in basketball, you're only watching 10 people on the court at the same time, okay? And I truly think with this team, if we can somehow – obviously, the season opener wasn't perfect. We only, we only beat State by three, okay? But if this team – I truly believe if this team gels – the way I think they can, we could have a not a great season, but we could have a decent season, which we haven't had a decent season in men's basketball in forever. Okay, but I think we I think if that were to happen, we could have a decent season in Lamont's first in, in Lamont's first year. Yeah. 
yeah, and, and again, I think there's there's no expectations, and which is how it should be. I mean, just let's see what we got, and we'll kind of run mm-hmm. from there. So, right. But uh, and uh, and I agree with Jay Crane. By the way, in order for in order for us to get Florida off the field whenever they're on offense, minimize the QB runs. And if he does run, make him pay for it. Hit him hard. Hard enough to the point to where he looks at the coach and says, I don't want to run no more. Then he becomes a, a pocket passer. Then it's, then it's easy pickings. Because yeah. if you turn a running quarterback into a pocket passer, he's a goner. So I would tell anybody in a Carolina uniform, Hit that quarterback hard. I want you to hit him so hard that he goes over to his coaches and tells them, I don't want to run no more. Don't call no more QB runs. This is, uh-uh. No. Because if he starts getting scared, he's going to make a mistake. And like I said, we'll capitalize off of it and, 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 and get some points, hopefully, and walk out of Gainesville with a dub. With the seventh W of the season with two more games to go. And I'm hoping that if I and here's another thing. One more thing. this is another thing. If I was if I was if I was Satterfield, okay, even though yes he is a flat dick, don't really like him too much, okay, he is a flat dick, straight up, okay. If I was the O C I would have had I would have had Bell at wide receiver the whole time. Screw putting him at running back. So you put him at running back, they're already they already know right off the get he's getting the football. I would have him at wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Put him all over the place. Put him put him put him put him like in the slot or anywhere else. Don't put him at the running back position. Mm-hmm. He's too good of an athlete to be put at the at, at the running back position. Let somebody try to cover him and be like, all right, let's see if you could let's see if your corners and safeties can cover yeah. one of our best players in open space, mm. which I don't think Florida can do that because their defense is abysmal. Same with Tennessee. Their defense ain't that great, but their offense is putting up points like it's a lottery, okay? Yeah. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game for sure. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting Saturday. Let's Sure. No doubt, no doubt. Robbie, what'd you say? Thirty-five twenty-eight, right? Your prediction? Thirty-five twenty-eight. Gamecocks. I got the Gamecocks taking care of business. I love it. And then for the for the men's basketball game, I got us winning by ten, seventy-five, sixty-five. And the women's game, eighty-five to forty. Beautiful. Robbie, always Just a pl- taking care of business. Yeah, always a pleasure, my guy. I appreciate you calling in. Hopefully all of your predictions come to fruition. I hope so. I can't stand Clemson. I uh uh-uh, no, no, no. They need to lose. I'm happy they got their they got their brain beat in against Notre Dame, but I'd love to see them lose again. So if they lose again, then they're definitely out of the playoffs. Yep. 
No, I think I think they're already out, my guy. I, I don't think an ACC team with one loss <laughs> is getting in. I just no nah, with with their schedule. If you don't go undefeated, you're, you're not going to get a whole lot of credit. Even if they win out, win the SEC. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think they'll get much credit. Robbie, always a pleasure, my guy. Hey, have a great weekend. Tell Uncle Boudreaux I said hello, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on Monday. Will do. All right, brother. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. All my folks in the TDC Questions channel, the Big Cock Club Discord. Commenting, yeah, those of you that are wondering, this this smoke is fantastic. Kevin Crossland, is Marshawn Lloyd playing tomorrow? So, Shane Beamer updating in his call-in show last night, saying that, uh, you know, Lloyd practiced Wednesday. The bone bruise is one of those things that you got to keep it. I would say he's not going. I, like, like, to me, if there's... Most of the time around here, it seems like if there's uncertainty about a guy that late in the week on Thursday, I, I, I genuinely highly doubt they're playing. Highly doubt it. Highly, highly doubt it. So, um, we'll see. I mean, I you know, maybe he does tough it out. Maybe he goes. Um, I don't know. Which, yeah, I noticed that too, Brendan. Robbie Davis picked. <laughs> I mean, I loved on the women, 85 to 40 against Maryland. Like, I think if the game was going to be that lopsided, they they wouldn't have it on ESPN2, right? I mean, I wouldn't think so. Guys, again, appreciate y'all tuning in. Phone lines are open. Let me also say this. You'll notice if you go to our Twitter today, um, and Jeff Bolton, wonder if he has merch that says great day to have a day on it. I've actually got a hat. It's a denim hat. Jeff, if you want some merch with uh, with that on it, let me know. Shoot me a DM or shoot me a message or however you can. Uh, I can make anything. So if you want some great day to have a day merch, maybe I should do that. Like, like go across and make some make some uh, some more merch with the with the slogans on it. I've got I've got great day to have a day. Feels good to be good. Business, comma, man. Might need to make some beauty in the banter. The beauty's in the banter. That, 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 to me, sounds like a a great slogan there. The beauty's in the banter. Travis Lee says, Chris, what did you think of Beamer taking shots at the fans again? Travis, are you talking about the comment on his call-in show last night? We can discuss it. I, I mean, I didn't take it. Whatever, man. It, it is what it is. I didn't take it too personally. Uh, let's see. Trying to get to the post and see what the reaction on Facebook is. I'm sure it's pretty wild. Let's see. Facebook is not loading for some reason. Let's go to Twitter. Here we go. So, last night on the call-in show, Shane Beamer, out of context. Well, they had they had Shelly Smith on, right? The The soccer coach. They had Shelly Smith on. I, I, well, I'll get you guys' take on this. Shelly Smith on talking about building the program. And Ellis, Todd Ellis said, it takes a long time to build a successful program. And Shane Beamer chimed in and said, quote, say that louder for the people in the back. What do you, what do you guys, I mean, I, I don't think that, I, I don't feel like that was a shot at the fans. I, I know it's a comment that people don't really want to hear. Because he, he, here's the problem. He, here's the problem with Beamer saying that. Like, the pushback is going to be, 
And this is not me going at Beamer. This is just honestly like the pushback is going to be, what about Josh Heupel? What about what Josh Heupel is doing at Tennessee? I I know that's just one scenario. You know, because I was going to say, well, what about Sam Pittman? But I mean, Arkansas has, seems like imploded, right? I don't know what's going on in Fayetteville. Look at Brian Kelly at LSU. Granted, the roster and the, and the personnel, I think, is much different at LSU. I think LSU is always good or always talented, if nothing else. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. I mean, did you guys did you guys take that personally? Did you guys take that as a shot? I, I didn't necessarily take it that way. but And I tell you, you know, it's funny. I'm sitting here right now and in, in, the, in the cigar lounge. We got two TVs, right? And... SEC Network's on, and they're showing the replay of the Carolina Vandy game, and I'll be honest with you, watching this game back over again, I, I don't, I can't lie to you and tell you it makes me feel more confident about tomorrow. Um, I, I think Jake Crane worded it beautifully that Vanderbilt's the pedialyte of the SEC, right? Like, if you're struggling, take a couple of hits at Vandy, and you're, you're back to 100 again. So, Tomorrow will resonate a lot more with folks. If the offense can play well, you can win the football game. I, that's going to that's gonna go a lot farther, right? Like, I had DJ Swearinger on the show a couple years ago, and DJ made the point, like, beating Vandy is not the standard at South Carolina. It, it's never been the standard, right? And so... I don't know when this transition is going to happen because I, I do agree. Listen, it's 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 early in Beamer's tenure. It is about building the program. But at some point, like, when, when does it happen where, like, like I, I just, how am I trying to, how do I want to phrase this? Beating Vandy's not the standard. It's never been the standard. And when will it come? When will we get back to the point where it's like it's not even celebrated? Beating Vandy's like beating SC State, guys. Like beating Vandy's like beating Charlotte. Beating Vandy's like beating Georgia State. It just should happen. It should happen. And there's that whole respect your opponent dynamic. You don't have to respect your opponent when you beat them 14 in a row. Is what it is. Death taxes and the Gamecocks beating the Commodore. So. When does it shift for Beamer where it's like, if we don't win, if we don't win the SEC East, we didn't have a good year. You know? So, and Brian Dean says, Josh Heupel has had more pieces in place. His system's easier to run. So then let me say this because, you know, Brian, I think a lot of people disagreed with this or, or, or because most Gamecocks I talk to say that, you know, when Beamer and let me let me get you guys' take. When Beamer took over, we'll jump to the phone lines first. Call from Jonathan. Here we go. Jonathan, what's up, man? How are you? Doing well. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. What's going on? Well, I just uh, wanted to call in because I thought about this when you said the the uh, that the Vandy game is on. You know, one of the keys this week is to stop the run. And there's one play that I'm all it, it relates to this question. Yeah. 
Um, it's at the four and a half minute mark in the first quarter. I don't know how far into the game you are. Yeah, it's the start, it start of the fourth quarter. The start of the fourth quarter on the TV. Okay. But yeah, no, you're, you're fine. But it happens several times in the game, though, where we are beat in the run just by alignment. Right. So the play I'm talking about, Vandy shifts the tight end out into the slot from the right side of the formation to the left. The linebackers slide out. Sherrod Green has been outside of the defensive end, and Brad Johnson is literally the only guy in the middle of the field. So there is a huge hole. When Vandy snaps it, nobody blocks Gilbert Edmonds. Nobody blocks Sherrod Green. And the first guy who makes contact with him is Nick Immemorial, like 25 yards down the field. So I guess my question is, do you feel like our defensive scheme – of the four two five, like we're too stubborn in sticking with that when we know teams are going to try to run it off. Do I think we're too stubborn to make the adjustments to, to win in the run game? Is that the question? To, yeah, to try something yeah. different than just the four two five. Like, I feel like that's the only – you know, yeah. we lined up with six DBs when it's like end of the game situation. They have to right, pass. Right, right. But, like, we don't, we don't put in a third linebacker knowing that they're going to run the ball or, you know, even – you know, in that situation, not having somebody else mirror the tight end, instead we leave a giant hole in the middle of the field and literally two guys go unblocked. Yeah. And we were just beat by a line though. They, they didn't yeah. have to block anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, are we too stubborn? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't want to think so. I mean, I, I feel like Clayton White has proven he's going to put together a – the best possible game plan and put us in a good position. Yeah, I mean, the Vandy game's kind of tough to, to – to, to rationalize, right? Because, like, that that should not have happened. Like, it's – uh, you know, I, I'm hoping and praying, obviously, it's a one-off. But, I mean, if you look at the stats, man, we, we have not been great against the run all year. This this defense, call it for what it is, it's very similar to last year, which is what I expected. I thought we'd be a little better against the run, which is what we are. I mean, I think we're, we're maybe 10 yards per game better. Secondary is still really good. But, um, you know, we, we definitely still struggle to stop the run. There's no doubt. So – I, I don't know if it's a stubbornness thing. I don't know if it's somewhat of a personnel thing. I don't, I, you know, but yeah, I mean, definitely you're seeing that on, if you, let me tell you this, my man, you're seeing that on film. You're seeing that in the replay. They're, they're definitely seeing it too. So uh, is somebody not where they're supposed to be or, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all you can hope is that obviously they make the adjustments for tomorrow because Florida, Florida sees it too. And I'm sure they will, they will exploit it if, uh, if we're not, you know, if we're not in position. So. Yeah, I just saw it several times. I usually watch the game back after, after you know the the initial time through, just because when you're in the emotions of it, you're not you're just yeah. looking at oh my god they gave up a thirty yard run, yeah. you know there's a big pass play. Um, but I've seen it several times. It seems like pretty much if you want to create a giant hole against our defense, shift the line, uh, shift the tight end out into the into the slot, and you know our linebacker will follow them. Now you've got a linebacker playing outside of a defensive end you know, so but yeah yeah we'll yeah. we'll we'll see how things go in florida got to make some adjustments for sure have to have to i agree with you my man hey great points great insight my guy right. i appreciate the call yeah thank you yeah man take care all right go cox yeah go cox appreciate you great stuff great call uh again eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Travi says, we have games where we look okay. For the most part, we struggle to stop the run. That's the change. Travi, we've been trying to stop the run since 1892, right, my guy? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's uh, 
you know, but I, you know, too, and I think he makes a lot of great points. I mean, alignment. I mean, we, you know, we got to be able to stop the run of markets, Florida. Back to the conversation though, before that about the Tennessee thing, right? I, I guess I'd pose the question: Do people feel like Tennessee was in a was in a much better position than South Carolina when when Heupel took over, right? Was he in a much better position? So we got a note from the crowd. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Do what? Dude, yeah, I, I went ahead and why not? You know what I mean? Uh, yes, so I definitely want to make note of this because I know he tuned in yesterday, commented, Carolina Cigars, and yours truly. We want to thank former Gamecocks basketball player Jeff Rulston. Is that how you say his last name? Rulston. Stopped in yesterday. He actually commented yesterday, right? You might, You guys might recall this. Jeff commented yesterday, hey, great to see a Gamecock down in Beaufort County, down in the low country. He was heading to the West End on Hilton Head. He actually came in yesterday after the fact, bought a bunch of cigars, had some great conversations. And I didn't know Jeff when he commented, play basketball at USC. So how about that? You, you, just, you just never know. You never know who's tuned in. You never know who's calling. Heck, I had a guy last weekend at our watch party in Greenville. A guy came out that uh, played, in the, played for South Carolina football in the 80s, was a walk-on, but he played in the 80s, played under Joe Morrison. So had great conversation with him. He brought his family out. I want to say thank you to him. And you just never know who's going to, Who's going to roll it? I appreciate you, Tom. Uh, but, yeah, Jeff, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. Yeah, and Carolina Cigars obviously wants to say thank you to you. And uh, I want to say thank you to you as well. Guys, I, I, you know, I think something that's so cool is, you know, whenever we partner up with someone, you know, we, 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 we you know, bring on a new business partner, sponsor, if you will, whatever, you guys always show love and show support to them because you know that their success brings us success. And, uh, I mean, that's the beautiful thing, right? That's what I've loved since the jump of doing this is that, you know, the majority of our partnerships are with small business owners and small businesses. You know, we have the, the prize picks of the world and, and some of the others that are kind of, you're more just natural. But even for, like, prize picks, right? Like, you guys, it's not just some stagnant thing. Like, the, the, the partnerships and the relationships we have, are, they're very dynamic, right? It's, it's a lot of kinetic energy where it's like, you guys are showing love. You know, you guys are, are, are making sure they feel the impact of it, right? So I can't say thank you enough for that, right? I can't say thank you enough. And I want you to know that's a huge, uh, that's a huge point of emphasis. You know, when I bring a business partner on the, hey, it's, you know, you're going to feel the love for my people. My people trust my word, right? I'm not, I'm not going to lead my people astray. And, and, and so I just want to say thank you all for that so much, man. It means, it means so much. I mean, it means so freaking much. Um. So, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, truly, sincerely. Let's see. Chuck says, Beamer taking shots at fans. Fans show up, and they did against did not against Mizzou. Beamer needs to hold himself accountable, leave the fans alone. That loss is inexcusable. If Beamer can't handle the heat, he might need to get out of the kitchen. So, that's Chuck McIntosh. My guy Chuck bringing the heat. I always, hey, listen, I, I, I respect any and all opinions, and I, I like people that can bring the heat, stand by it, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not going to make much of it, man. I mean, Beamer said what he said about, you know, tell it to the people in the back that it takes time to build a program. But my point about the Tennessee thing again was just, do people feel like Josh Heifel took over a much better situation? Cause I felt like when those two coaches were hired, people felt like South Carolina was on equal footing with Tennessee. And so that's what makes their success versus our success so, so interesting. 
right, is that, I mean, they're just on a completely different level. So, what do you make of it? I mean, I, I, I guess Tennessee was in a much better position than we gave them credit for. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Either that or just their willingness to be creative offensively and couple that with they brought in some good recruits. They've got great tradition. It's still Tennessee football. So, Greg Bedinger, did you make predictions already? Uh, yeah, I've got us beating Clemson 74 to 71. I've got us beating, or excuse me, I got Florida beating Carolina 34 to 30. I've got the women beating Maryland. We'll go 68 to 55. I'll take Carolina to beat Maryland. Courtney, what's up? Appreciate you tuning in. We've hit 117, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into a break. On the other side, though, more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. want to say thank you so much to everyone tuned in here on this Friday, November the 11th, 2022. It is game day. It is also game day eve, of course. Um, you know, with basketball returning, it's, it's going to be game day a lot. It's going to be game day often. These next couple of weeks are obviously some of the most fun weeks of the year with basketball and football overlapping. Um, so, again, uh, really going to enjoy it, obviously. Again, I, I appreciate you all. And, you know, we talk all the sports here, basketball, baseball, football. I know football is king, but I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, and, and I'll say this, too. I'll say this, too. As we, as we grow and evolve in business, right, my, my top two – focuses I would say now as an entrepreneur are efficiency and flexibility right that's one of the reasons I moved out of Columbia that's one of the reasons I, I love doing remote stuff so much is because you know there's a lot of people in life that wish they had flexibility to travel go wherever and also still be productive and and support themselves and and what have you so I feel like it's something that, you know, people ask me, why'd you leave Columbia? I was like, you know, I just feel like it would have been foolish. It would have been a mistake not to take advantage of very, very unique flexibility, right? And then, of course, efficiency and time management, and you're, and you're doing a bunch of different things, and you want to be as efficient as possible. So I, I say all that to say this, though. You know, my, my number one objective and my goal uh, every single day is to produce the best possible content, the, the, the most entertaining content, also informative as well. But I say that to say that we'll jump to the lines. You guys control the Hit conversation and one. the topics to of send a voicemail. So. Press. Chase, what's up, man? How are you? Out here working in the rain, man. Somebody's got to do it. I hear you. I'm, uh, you I, got hear you. I can't see it. I had to turn you off earlier. I just got you in my ears uh, having the video up, too. I couldn't take it no more because you're up there with your cigar, feet up, chilling, and I'm out here with wet socks, wet socks and uh, shoes. It's all right, though. My, my feet look like this, so yours can look like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're, the queen, you're the queen slayer, man. You're the queen slayer. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. I'll be real quick. Uh, um, I'm just going to give you my prediction. Uh, I've been trying to do it once a week. Um, yeah. I'm not going to put on my garnet glasses uh, and, and make that mistake again. Find some joy, like Chase. Did, uh, Find some joy. But it, it's hard on a rainy day, Chris, being a delivery guy. Yeah. I'm saying it's hard. But anyway, I'm going to – I'm going to say – Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some stairs while I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Carolina comes out. And hopefully we see, you know, some building, like like the, the PD a lot from last week being Vanderbilt. Hopefully there is some momentum, though, that we, we get from that. I mean, we did some things, you know, with, not, with Lloyd not being there. I did feel like, you know, it's hard to decide, you know, what was – truly us just dominating and how much of that was Vanderbilt's worst defense in the league being the, out there not being able to stop us either but it was nice to see regardless the players can build off that and that's what I'm hoping we come out and we're able to do something uh is do you know the weather update is it supposed to be sunny down there tomorrow yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think weather is going to be an issue uh I haven't checked weather for Gainesville lately but I don't think the storm stuff yeah. is going to impact anyway, so I think we should be fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to be a Tennessee fan, you know, coming the weekend and blaming the weather for them. What happened to them in Athens last week? But uh, I would hope, you know, we're going to come out and Rattler's going to have another solid game. I think it really depends on what Richardson does. I mean, he's their Heisman Trophy contender when he's on and when he's not. That's the difference in the ball game with them. I know you said if they uh, rush for over 210 yards, they've won every game. And if they haven't, but that's all come. That's probably all him. I mean, he's broke out all those runs, man. He's such a dynamic player. Yeah. But if he shows up tomorrow, it's hard for me to say with a vote of confidence that we'll beat him. But I either see it being of two things: either we squeak out a close win, or we go get our back doors blown off. Uh, <laughs> just depend on how he comes out. Yeah. And uh. I'm going to go ahead and say 31-21, Florida. That's my my prediction for the week, the Cody Gaskins pick of the week. Uh, and for Clemson, Carolina tonight, I, I do think we, you know, how sweet would the weekend start off with a little, just a little taste of revenge, beating mm-hmm. the Tigers, going into Florida, and maybe we get that win down there. I mean, who knows? But I'm going to go say, I'm going to say uh, 68 61 in that ball game. I, I like what I saw from our starting five. Hopefully, like you said, the issue is obviously depth. So hopefully the depth, uh, the lack of depth will, will not show itself tonight and it'll still be enough with GG seeing that little bit of uh, rat poison, as you will, with them bantering about, you know, you saw GG just said time to go to work when uh, Clemson was chatting at him on Twitter a little bit. Mm-hmm. So hopefully... I liked his emotion he showed against South Carolina State, you know, coming out there passionate. So, hopefully we get the win on that. So, I'm, I feel pretty good about that for tonight. It'd be nice to break a streak uh, against uh, with Clemson. I don't know how many they've won in a row now, but I know last year was kind of unfair. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to go with that as my picks. I'm not going to hold too much of time. i got to get back in the truck. I'm not going to promote myself anymore. But I will can I but I will promote the Big Cock Club. If you're not in there, get in there. Big Cock Club after dark's kinda of wild. 
Well, somebody asked him about a body count last night. That's the stuff you don't want to miss. Uh, where it all goes down. Anyway, Chris, appreciate what you do. I'm glad you're dry. And uh, see you soon, brother. Chase, you're the man. Queen Slayer out. Appreciate you. Great stuff. Great stuff from Chase. Legend. Yeah, the Big Cock Club. Our hangouts are fun, man. They, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we've got like a, a – it's a, there's a channel in the Discord where everybody can join, and it's all – everybody's joined in via audio, right? So it's, it's just wide open banter. You could stream while you do it. And, you know, where that's probably where I'll be – that's definitely actually where I'll be watching a lot of the basketball and baseball games is in the BCC hangout. So if you guys want to hear my live thoughts, reactions – I'll be in there watching the games and, uh, yeah, taking it all in. I I, I kind of actually apologized to my, my I didn't know my BCC folks were in the were in the hangout last night. I, I went to dinner with some buddies and then got home and and uh, really just kind of got in bed to be honest. I was pretty pretty tired, but uh, <laughs> I'm tired now. Um, okay, they're saying it's going to be 77 and, and beautiful at kickoff, so I, I don't think weather's going to play much of a factor in the game. I, I I'll tell you this too. And uh, I'm sure somebody will reply, find some joy. But I've, I've, I've felt Florida, like I said, from early in the week. I've, I've felt Florida all week long. I, uh, you know, th- this is one that the win over Vandy didn't awesome. do a lot for me, Justin. to be honest. Let's jump to that to the phone line. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, Chris. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, man. What's going on? I want to say, Chris, uh, how are you doing your vacation? Well, it's good, man. I mean, I'm still getting after it. So, but uh, no, it's it's great being down in Hilton Head, man. Our our friends at Carolina Cigars are taking good good care of me. So, uh, got to walk out on the beach this morning. So, it, it's going well. It's going well. I'll be here till tomorrow, and and then about uh, one o'clock or so, I'll, I'll head over to to Somerville and and do the whole watch party thing, and and then we'll finally hike it back to Greenville. But it, it's been great, man. I, I love getting out and about. You know, I love the studio, obviously, but it's great to switch up the vibe a little bit. And, and uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. I appreciate you asking. That's good, Chris. Hey, Chris, uh, hey, Chris I got to do some pitch block, Chris. Um, yeah, go hey, ahead. Chris, uh, who's the first two we got to do? Yeah, uh, who's the first two we got to do? Who has to check out new game? The noon game is Kentucky Vandy tomorrow, and I will take Kentucky to win. I think they cover 17 and a half. I, th- I, I think Mandy sucks. I, I really do. I, I don't think Mandy's good. So I think Kentucky will cover and win, of course, win that ballgame. Yeah, I go with Kentucky too, Chris, because Kentucky, they're trying to get set winners, you know, because maybe has not yet got an SEC win this season, huh, Chris? They have not, and they haven't gotten an SEC win since 2019. So I, I don't think that's going to change tomorrow. No, give me Kentucky. Uh, who else? Who's, who's next, Chris? Well, Carolina, Florida. How about that? I got the Gators, thirty-four to thirty. Who you got? Uh, <laughs> I got. I, I think the Gators got to start showing some points on defense. Mm. But the thing about it is, you stop a mobile quarterback. That's the thing about it. Yeah, that's that's the scary thing, man. If uh, if Anthony Richardson really gets going, it, it's going to be tough for Carolina. But and that's and that's one of the reasons. It's kind of like. I'll put it to you this way. Both teams will be able to run the ball. So, let's just call that even, right? I think on the road, I don't know that you're going to be able to get those opportunistic takeaways and and the special team stuff. So, which quarterback do you trust more? And just which offense as a whole do you trust more? 
I, I got to side with Anthony Richardson, man. I, I just, I, I just, I cannot trust. I still can't trust Marcus Satterfield in this offense. I can't do it, and uh, I don't trust that Spencer Rattler's not going to turn the football over at least once. Anthony Richardson's been really, really good of late, so I think he wins that battle, and I think Florida inevitably wins the game. Yeah, I agree, Chris. I got, I got to go with Anthony Richardson too because I don't trust Marcus Satterfield either, Chris. Because what did he show you last week? Oh, yeah, it's Vandy, right? right? It's he didn't show you that it's, much, right, yeah. Chris? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want people to give you a little bit more benefit of the doubt, do it this week. Like, doing it against Vandy is great and everything. It was a feel-good game. Doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, I agree, Chris. Uh, you know, but, yep, yeah, it it's sad that we, we, got, we can't keep people healthy, huh, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, you know. It's uh, yeah. I I think actually the health of the you know I know the secondary has been beat up a little bit, but I think the health of the football team is fine. But you know I think it's a fifty fifty game. Could go either way. So we've got we've got Tennessee, Mizzou, and LSU, Arkansas at noon as well. I'm taking Tennessee to cover twenty and a half, and I got LSU covering three and a half. I believe it is that LSU Arkansas game though is scary because it's like that spread is so low at Arkansas. How does LSU handle the big win over Bama? But I'm going to take both the favorites. Yeah, me too, Chris. I take LSU too, Chris, because LSU knows they control their own destiny. You know that? Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. I, I think LSU, it's a must win for them, obviously. Then we've got uh, Bama Ole Miss, 330. Bama 11-and-a-half, I think, is, there, is the spread. I got Ole Miss covering, man. I think it's a close game. I, I, I think Bama is mortal, very, very mortal this year. Not saying Ole Miss wins, but I think the Rebels do cover. I think it's a close game. Yeah, I, I, I had to cover. I had to go with Ole Miss covering, you no, know, Chris, because I don't know Ole Miss go. They could be say, "Well, we got we got to win this game because if they win this game, Chris, we be hot. We're gonna be behind the edge. Has to lose one more game, right, Chris? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Bama, by the way, has not get this. Bama hasn't lost back to back regular season games. Since 2007, in the regular season, in the regular season, have not lost back-to-back regular season games since 2007. Uh, then we got at seven, wow. yeah. Then at seven, we got Georgia and Mississippi State. Dogs on the road are a. I forget the spread on this one. I think it's like 17 and a half or something like that. I think I've got State covering too. I, I, I think Georgia obviously wins, but I think after an emotional game against Tennessee, I, I think State will cover. Who do you, who do you like in that one? I I gotta go I gotta I gotta I gotta go with State to cover you know Chris because he said about me from State my lease has now said no white team white Chris yes yes it, yeah it's it, 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 tomorrow that they do it uh, Georgia I, so, I think Chris. Georgia is the most complete team in college football. I think they will yeah I think I think Georgia's a good chance they repeat as national champions but. I do like Mississippi State to cover. And then finally, Texas A&M on the road at Auburn, 7.30. Sold-out ball game. Oh, wow. Uh, hmm. I forget who I took in this. I think I took A&M, I think. I think I took A&M, yeah. Who do you like? Yeah, he's saying about this, Chris. Uh, I, I can't you know, I call that A&M the cover because he's saying about Auburn A&M. Both teams are saying you said. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna go through you said, right, Chris? Yes, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Auburn yeah. playing with so an interim was, coach. Was, so, no, it'll be an interesting game. Oh, yeah, it will be. So, Chris, who, who's going to get the first to let go? Jimbo Fisher or this Cowboys keep it one? What just happened? Okay, I don't know what just happened. The Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi just bugged out on us. I don't know what just happened. I don't know what just happened. Anyway, Justin just went off the line. Appreciate Justin. I hope you guys heard the end of that call and all his picks. You guys, let me know that you can hear me, see me, all that good stuff. Okay, good to go. I, I, the, the internet just, I don't know, just like bugged out. Must champ hackers has been, have been giving us a time, but you know what it is, what it is, guys. We we keep it moving. That's one of my favorite sayings too. Just just keep it moving. You know what I mean? A body in motion stays at motion, and a body at rest stays in rest. So whatever that means, or, or what that means in life, no matter what, just keep it moving. And again, I I really appreciate and love the fact that you guys continue to to tune in and show love, and you know you don't. Uh, you don't hold hold it hold it against me too much that sometimes the hackers, sometimes the, the Napier hackers. Do you know Billy Napier has us blocked on Twitter? Did you guys know that? Billy Napier has us blocked on Twitter. Why? I have no earthly idea. No earthly idea whatsoever. So Jeff Bolton says we're good. Good deal. Good deal. Guys, I know we had a couple missed calls. Uh I appreciate Justin calling in. If you guys want to call back in, 843-790-3377. I'll tell you this, by the way. My father's cigars. This has been a fantastic smoke. Fantastic smoke. And I'll tell you this. Get you guys cigars from Carolina Cigars. Of course, we're here on location at Carolina Cigars. Um, Give them a call and or go to their Instagram. Shoot them a DM at Carolina underscore cigars. Get your Gator pack. Get your you, you need the Tennessee pack. You need the Clem Sucks pack. You need the Clem Sucks pack. You know, Courtney, what's funny? I've never called Billy Napier like in a piece of content. I've or even I think Twitter. I don't think I've ever called Billy Napier Sunbelt Billy. I don't think I ever have. So I don't think that's why he blocked me. I think probably he just saw a South Carolina. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Anyways, guys, uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, I, I got Gators winning the game 34 to 30. But I've never called Billy Napier Sunbelt Billy. It's a great diss, though. It's a great diss. It's a fantastic diss. Travis says, put Nicky Mawari on Anthony Richardson. Guarantee that dude tackles him. Nick will stick you. Yeah, that might be the move. You got to do something. Limiting the quarterback run game gonna be gonna be pivotal. I mean, I, I think if Richardson is is you know getting outside the pocket, making plays with his legs, I I don't see how South Carolina. I, I what what do you do? You know what I mean? I, I just I just uh, I don't know that there's much of an answer. So, but you know, again, similar to what you saw against Vandy. Similar to what you've seen in all the Gamecocks wins. It's it's the recipe simple, right, for Carolina. Opportunistic takeaways, beamer ball, 
And I'll just say this, and we talked about this in the Twitter spaces on Wednesday. I, I know the way that Carolina is winning is frustrating for some people, right? We're not flashy. We're not sexy. We're not doing it in grand, glorious fashion. But I'll tell you this, guys. If Shane Beamer, if this football team, this program, if we're able to win games, win enough to get to bowl games, and heck, even win some bowl games here and there, if we're able to do that over the first couple of years while Beamer's recruiting his tail off and building the roster and building the program, like, there are much worse positions to be in, right? Obviously, his tenure is going to be judged off of could he get the offense going. I've said that many times, and I think it's just true. But there are worse spots to be in. Now, granted, it leads to a lot of very up-and-down results, as we've seen, because... There are times where you'll look really, 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 really good, right? When the turnovers are coming and special teams is winning. There are also times when you have a game like Mizzou, you know? And, guys, I think if Carolina doesn't force a turnover tomorrow and they don't get a special team play, I think the game could get out of hand. I really do. I think Florida's run game, I think they could control the football game with their run game. I mean, I think the Gators come into this one with as much confidence on the on the offensive side as they've had all year. I think one of the reasons I don't love the matchup is because I, I again I just I think that Florida's very beatable, but it's going to take a good offensive performance. And while the Vandy win was was a lot of fun, it was great, it was what you needed. You got to bowl eligibility. I didn't see much like I, I don't take I, I don't draw conclusions from that one and say, oh well, we just figured it out offensively. For sure, for sure. Got outscored 13 to 7 in the second half. I you know, it, it's just like I don't think – I think you're – I think Florida's going to throw some jabs. I think you're going to throw some jabs. I think at the end of the though, I think Florida's going to have a little bit more. They're going to throw a couple more jabs than you've got. I just don't think South Carolina is going to be able to withstand it. Now, again, if you're able to win defensively in regards to takeaways, if you're able to win the special teams facet, block a punt, block a punt, block a kick, you know, convert a fake, well, then all of a sudden it changes, right? I mean, and that's why special teams, Beamer, Ball, that's why it's so important for South Carolina. Because in these first couple of years, you got to be able to steal some wins. Steal some wins to show progress. They've been able to do that. I mean, give them credit. Tip your cap. But this one tomorrow, I think, is pivotal because if you lose this one, there, there might be a chance you finish six and six, and I and I wonder what the mood of the fan base will be if you finish six and six. I, I think, I, I don't think folks are going to be all too 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 uh, too ecstatic for that. So, guys, we're going to keep it rolling. I don't think we'll take another break. I want to say this, by the way, I haven't mentioned it all show, uh, but today is a really cool day, right? By the way, happy Veterans Day. I do want to say thank you to all of our veterans, those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for this country. Uh, it definitely hits different, me having a brother in the Army now. I just want to say thank you all so much. Uh, thank you to the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. Thank a veteran today. Uh, it's a very special day in that regard. Um, of course, it's game day, game day E. But today also marks, if you go to our Twitter, right, you're going to see it's the Spurs Up show's birthday. And you're like, what, why, why, what does that mean? Four years ago to the date was the day that I officially filed for and got the LLC for the Spurs Up show. So today, four years ago today, is when the Spurs Up show 
became a business officially. And so it's a really, really cool day. You know, when you look back just where we were four years ago. And for those of you who have been following along since then, I know you're out there, but you think of like what the Daily Crow was at that point, right? Like I was, I was working my nine to five. And on my lunch break, right, on my lunch break, I would go down to this park that was like five minutes away on my lunch break. And I had a tripod and I would set up my phone and I would stream on Periscope. And so the Daily Crow was just this Periscope 10-minute random thing, right? This, this just random segment of content I was doing. And I was wearing a golf polo, like no hat, right? I, you know, we didn't even really have merch then. Uh, and, and I was doing it that way. And so just to, to, just to think how far we've come, all of the things that have happened since then, all the milestones and achievements and to think, you know, that's what we were doing four years ago. And now today we sit here, you know, we're in a beautiful establishment, Carolina Cigars. We're, we're in the cigar lounge smoking a stogie, you know, doing this thing full time. Obviously business is booming, merch is flying off the shelves. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really cool. You know, I, I'm someone that I, I try my best to stay in the present moment, to be present, to li- this, you know, because the present moment is all we have, but never will I forget what it's taken to get to this present moment. Never will I forget the, the, the work and the blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into getting to and building this present moment and building what this reality is. So uh, I want to say thank you to you guys. Again, the love, the support over the last five years when I first started, over the last four years when the Spurs Up show became a business, over the last three years, since August 2019, that's when I moved to Columbia and we started doing this full-time, right? Been doing it full-time ever since. So uh, just can't say thank you guys enough. It's, it's, it's a really cool day. And, uh, you know, four years ago, we took a chance. You know, four years ago, I rolled the dice. Four years ago, I, I just, you know, people ask me all the time, did, did you see TSUS becoming what it is today and, and what it's evolving into and what it continues to evolve into? And, you know, as I've told you guys before, when, you, when you're on the journey, right, you get to a certain point or you, you hit certain things. Like, there's certain milestones you hit and there's things that happen you can't even dream up, right? You can't even predict. You can't even project them happening, but they're just a byproduct of the continuous day after day after day grind, leading with service and gratitude and perspective. And uh, they're just a byproduct, and they're a beautiful byproduct. They really are. They really are. And there's been adversity along the way. There's been there's been ups and downs like anything else. But, uh, you know, I, I, I trust God's timing. I trust the universe, and, and everything happens for a reason, and, and everything certainly has happened for a reason, and it's led us to this point, which is a beautiful thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, the fact that we get to do this every single day, conversate with each other, talk Gamecock, share in our passion for this team, share in our passion for sports alone. It's, it's truly a beautiful thing. And so I want to say thank you to you all. Without you guys, your love and support, a business like Carolina Cigars wouldn't be interested in partnering with me. Without you, you guys, your love and support, you know, everything that's happened would not have happened. It wouldn't be happening, right? So, you know, four years ago today, we, we rolled the dice and, and we took a chance and we and I bet on myself and bet on a dream and I'm glad I did.
because I think it's worked out pretty well to this point. And uh, as I say all the time, it's just the beginning. I, I really do believe that. That's the exciting part. You know what I mean? I think you you are uh, you know you're in the right thing when you know you, you just kind of keep that day one mindset. You know, it's day one every day. You know what I mean? It, it's just the, you're one percent of the way there, and you're just trying to get one percent better every day. And uh, the joy is in the journey. That's I, I say it all the time, but it's true. The joy is in the journey, and the journey itself. You know, you 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 know you found something. You know you're you you found your dharma, right? Your calling. The journey when when the journey's more fun than the end of that the end destination. You know, and, and I don't even know. Like people ask me, like, well, I, I've had this question come up, like, well, what's your end goal? I don't ever want it to end. I I, I don't see an end. You know. Four years ago, I, I didn't know I'd be sitting in a cigar lounge smoking a stogie and wearing all my own merch. And I, I didn't know exactly how it was going to play out, right? But I never put limiting beliefs and expectations on myself, the business, anything. Anything I do never would put limiting beliefs in any way, you know? There is no end. There's There's unlimited possibility. That's the way I view it. So, so I want to say thank you to you guys. I know that was a little bit of a spiel, but I, I, it's, 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 a, it's one that was much needed today, and uh, it's just really, really cool. You know, you look back over the years and the evolution of everything, and it's, it's, it's a really neat thing. It's, it's really neat what we're doing, you know what I mean? Sometimes I have to stop and really remind myself as we, we lose, the, lose the light on that guy. Hold on one second. Got to have the stogie lit while we're talking about this. But, uh, you know, it's really cool. You know, what we're doing is really neat, man. It, it is. It is. It's, it's really, really neat. It's really neat because I'll tell you guys kind of a funny thing. There we go. One of the questions I get a lot from people is, this is your full-time thing? <laughs> and I used to take that kind of as like a, I mean, what do you mean? Like, like you, you can't tell, like, all the content. And my 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 – my thought process on that shifted, right? I went from thinking of it that way to what a compliment. It's a compliment because what we're doing is so rare and it's so unique, right? That 99% of people, 99.9% .9 of people, they can't fathom doing what we're doing, you know, every single, like this is, this is, this is a possibility. You know what I mean? So it, what we're doing is cool. It's, 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 I'm so grateful for it. And again, without you guys, the love and support, none of it will be possible. So thank you all so much. I just want to say thank you. I appreciate it. Happy birthday to TSUS. This is a day for all of us to celebrate. And uh, I'd say we're celebrating it accordingly. I'll probably smoke another stogie today just to, why not? <laughs> why not? You know what I mean? Feels good to be good. Uh, John Edward, the game tonight's at seven. Carolina Clemson, seven. Women play at six. They're on ESP. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? 
I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing pretty well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Yeah. Um. So everybody, everybody, I keep, I keep, I, I always uh keep thinking about that. Everybody forgets about that Florida game from last year. From I mean, we we beat them for forty to seventeen, and I don't know why people keep underestimating us uh, that we're not going to beat them the same way we did with last year. Well, I, you know, I, I think, man, when you look at that game. I mean, the transitive property doesn't always work that way, right? And we're a completely different team, too. I mean, heck, we've, we, the guys we've added and what have you. And I think you look at Florida last year, they were a mess. Uh, they were a mess. You know, I talked to Brad Lawing, former Gamecocks defensive line coach, also coached at Florida. And, you know, he told me they were just a complete – they were in complete disarray behind closed doors. Um, so, I, I don't think you – I don't think you can look at the game last year and say, well, because this happened last year – and let me let me ask you this, my man. Going yeah. off of that, we got Tennessee next weekend. You want to win that one badly. Should I just say that, well, I mean, Tennessee yeah. was up 28 to nothing in the first quarter. Is that what's going to happen again? I mean, you, 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 I understand what you're saying, but you, you can't really – I mean, Clemson beat Carolina 30 to nothing last year. Is that what's going to happen in two weeks? I mean, you can't really yeah. – you, you can't really just come, just base a prediction or a pick off of what happened last year. You know what I mean? Last year's last year. It's a, I mean, compl- I mean, for Florida, bro, completely different coaching staff. Personnel was different. Their starting quarterback was different. Our starting quarterback was different. So I, I think there's yeah, definitely differences I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I feel like we have the same coaching staff. I mean, besides the quarterback situation, I mean, we had our third string quarterback, Jason Brown, that was playing, uh, that had too many touchdowns and everything. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we can pull it off again this week. Oh, I mean, dude, I listen. I, I think that uh, no, I think it's a toss-up game. I, I don't, and I don't think there's there might be some out there that are picking Florida to, to cover and to win big. But I, you know, I, I think that uh, most people think this will probably be a pretty competitive back and forth, you know, close football game. Um, I think there's again, there's there's definitely a path and a recipe for South Carolina to right. win. But you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You know, going to their place, it's senior day. It's it's uh you know the swamp sold out. It will be a great win yeah, if Carolina gets true. a win. It, it will be and it I will think, be a I great win. Their Florida games. I mean, their their fans were loud as shit too. So I heard. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I've seen I've seen something on uh, Instagram. Apparently, they're playing uh, Tom Petty at the South Carolina practice. So I guess they're practicing it out and trying to you know get the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's a very winnable game. And, I mean, I'd say of your last three, yeah. this orange crush, quote-unquote orange crush, it, it's the most winnable left. So, it's a huge but, opportunity, man, and it's it's a huge game for sure. And I think it's definitely, without a doubt, a game we can win. Uh, you know, I'm picking the Gators, but, I like, I could see 34 to 30 the other way. I could see 31 to 27. Right, I could right. see 30. Like, I think you're probably going to have to score 30 to win. But very winnable game. I mean, which I don't see that that we don't have a problem doing that because they the way we play with uh, Arkansas, we didn't give up on you know that fourth quarter and they kept playing, playing. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's uh you know again it'd be a huge win, man. Getting your your second straight win over Florida and it'd be just your third all time win in Gainesville. So yeah, it'd be a massive W yeah. in the, to get to seven. 
It also it would also build a lot of momentum going into that Tennessee game home at night. Really, be you never know crazy things have happened, and then of course the uh, you know the Clemson game. So by the way, I don't. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we'll build a lot of momentum. Yeah, I mean, let's just hope we can get that win. Indeed, Hunter. I appreciate the but, call, my man. I'm but, looking forward to the let, game tomorrow. Let me, say, let me say two more. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let, let me say two more things before we go. Yeah. Uh, Trump 2024 and go Gamecocks. Appreciate it, Hunter. <laughs> oh, God. Attaboy, Hunter. By the way, one last thing I just saw. So, they were just showing the replay of the South Carolina Vandy game. And at the very end, I didn't even realize this. But Hunter Beamer, when he was, you know, when Shane Beamer was hugging Hunter Beamer, he had the towel in hand. And you could see the Beamer ball towel on the telecast. I didn't even realize that until just now. So, obviously, we posted the video of Hunter Beamer holding up the towel. Uh, so, for, th- for those that wonder, by the way, how Shane Beamer feels about TSUS, that right there, that I think that's all the confirmation you need. Folks, uh, what a blessing. What a great day. Thank you so much for the callers. Thank you so much for Jake Crane taking the time to give his thoughts. Uh, another fantastic week in the books, guys. I, I just can't say, say thank you enough and a special day today for sure. And again, thank you to all the veterans out there. Happy Veterans Day to you all. And uh, yeah, go Cox. Beat Clemson. Beat Maryland tonight on the hardwood. And of course, let's beat the Gators tomorrow. I'm out. Guys, y'all take care. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend. And we will talk to you all on Monday. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com